Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Madrasa on air. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome back to your program Madrasa on A. This is of course the Hajj edition being the 29th of June which is Thursday so we're one day away from the weekend and that is also coinciding with the 4th of Shawwal. I'm your host Yasmina Peterson along with special guest in studio none other than Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams. Now I did say that this is the Hajj edition and I am telling you that you can interact with us if there's any questions in which you want to Sheikh to answer inshallah in terms of what Sheikh has been mentioning or something in which he wouldn't maybe clear about. However Sheikh is now going to be doing an overall recap as to where Sheikh stopped yesterday and inshallah branching into the broader concept of the subject matter being zakah today. Sheikh Aslam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh how are you doing? It's Thursday today. Alhamdulillah. 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 Fine. Now's yourself and the Yasmin. I'm alhamdulillah. Sheikh for taking time out to join us in studio and bringing to us this uh, beautiful series and that is of course the Hajj edition and Sheikh you can you know start off with the opening dua inshallah and branch into the subject matter Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Alhamdulillahi wahda wa salatu wa salam ala man la nabiya ba'd Rabbi sharah li sadri wa yassir li amri wahlul ugdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli Allahumma allimna bima yanfa'una wa anfa'na bima allamtana warzukna ilman yadha aljalali wal ikram Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Alhamdulillah uh, uh, well, thanks and praises due to Allah till always and forever and love and salam on our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the last and final messenger whom Allah will have sent to guide you and me and the rest of humanity how to be Muslim and what to do and how to be able to live the life of Islam may Allah grant us to be able to be of those people who recognize the status and position of that Nabi and that Allah grants us the quality and the value of being truly those people who follow to the side to his lifestyle and to his advice and guidance so that we you and I can be considered as Muslim in the sight of Allah and his messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam let us just go to the uh, opening dua if you do not mind a'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wal aqibatu lil muttaqin wal jannatu lil muwahidin wa la'udwana illa ala al-zalimin wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen sayyidina wa mawlana muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in rabbana zalamna anfusana fa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنك عفو كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا اللهم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم آت نفوسنا تقواها وزكها أنت خير من زكاها أنت وليها ومولاها يا رب العالمين يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا أذاب النار 
ودخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا أزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الحمد لله thanks and praises due to Allah تلاز بيبسيف we can only thank Allah for the position and status that we are in for the moment Alhamdulillah as for what we did yesterday doing the recap of what we did I just need to remind us we were on the point of the day before where we did the kalima to shahada and looking at the important aspects of the kalima shahada and then we went into the second part of the kalima shahada that said to us and I testify that there is none other that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah right? and we looked into that side of it and we said to ourselves we saw the necessity of recognizing our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his status is in position and the very fact that we're speaking about him as messenger is very important for us right? the important aspect of the word Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in that part of the kalima shahada is the fact that because in the first part of the Karima Shahadah, it's all about Allah and the fact that Allah is Ilah. And we obviously understand the word Ilah. Here in this part of the Karima Shahadah, we need to understand it's all about Muhammad and the fact that he is messenger. And we need to be able to see that we totally understand the word messenger. For we say when we say the word messenger, we definitely say that he carries a message. You say that, not I. Don't you? Obviously. Otherwise, there's a problem. You do say that he is a messenger and you do say that he carries a message. And you do realize that he, his message is the Quran and the book and his character, his, his character and whatever he told and said and gave to us in which we call a hadith. It's part of that message. Allah send him with him as the messenger he is the messenger he carries this Quran to you and me and he came to show us the un deeper understanding of that Quran through his character his mannerism and his words that he said and what he did and gave all up to us that is all about the message and that's why I say I bear testimony to the fact that Muhammad is the messenger and so I need to understand the message as well what the message is and then we said to who is this message precisely we've identified this is message for me i i am because if the message is for me it's not for anybody else i am muslim i need to say this is my message now imagine this message came to me specifically to me the question now is did i then read this message did i go through this message do i understand this message by obvious for me to be muslim i must have done that and if I have not yet now, until now that I say this, I better see that I take an oath by Allah, say, I oh Allah, I swear, it was my duty to be able to check this message out. I need to understand this message. So let me go and check this message. Make it a duty in my life that I see that this message becomes part of my life. Because I cannot claim myself to be a Muslim. And that's the question of many people saying themselves, Ekas Muslim, or I'm Muslim. But understand that I've got little, almost no understanding of what it's all about. Why? Because we haven't checked the message. This message was sent to me. This messenger was sent to me. He gave me a message. And I haven't even read the message. 
So how can I call myself Muslim? May Allah grant us to become Muslimin. The essence of understanding the message in this messenger, it's all about his message. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa barik wa sallam. May Allah grant us to come to realize what Islam is all about so that you and I can really come to the level of true Islam. And we love that Islam and we feel proud and we've got everything to boast and to brag about this Islam. And we go to the extent of protecting this Islam within ourselves and into the future generations. Allahumma ameen. For if I understand it not, it will not have a profound effect on me. It doesn't have an effect where I feel proud or pride and, and greatness and, and uh, we don't feel appreciation. We don't feel good about ourselves because we don't understand this message. But if I understand this message, I come to realize how fortunate I are, how much I've been honored by having been given this opportunity to be amongst the Ummah of Islam, amongst the Muslimin. May Allah grant us to come to realize who we are really and that we develop to that. And so we say, that is what it was in the message of Muhammad Rasulullah. We said, and so the question was, we and I you need to know that we need to read and understand this message. For if it's not possible that we have understood it completely, it's not possible then to implement. And Islam is all about implementation. It's not about talk. It's not about information. It's about that information that needs to be understood in the mind has a profound effect in the heart and then interpreted into action of our lives that we live with other people. May Allah open the path for all of us and grant us to the extent that we develop within this Islam. Amin. Alhamdulillah. We then went to the second pillar thereafter and in that second pillar we looked at the concept within that second pillar. We said the second pillar obviously is called Salah and we said that Salah is that very thing that you and I call the relationship between us, the man, connection between man and Allah, right? the relationship between us and Allah may Allah grant open the path for all of us inshallah inshallah shukran so much for that Sheikh. we will definitely be continuing on that note and also a note that you can send through questions if you have any in terms of what Sheikh has been speaking about to the whatsapp number as well as the sms number Sheikh, and I hand over to you tafadl shukran jazakallah khair for that just before the break we were speaking about what we did yesterday and, and and we said what we did in the, in, in the, about the first pillar, we, we then went over to the second pillar. And the second pillar obviously in Islam is the Salah. And we mentioned there that it's got to do with the connection between myself and my Lord. The connection between man and his creator, Allah Ta'ala. That is what Salah is all about. And we need to think whether our Salah really creates, constitutes that. Does our salah constitute a relationship between us and Allah? Is it that intimacy between us and Allah? Does it constitute what we say um, a, a positive and quality time between us and Allah? Is it that? Or is it up and down and kiss the ground and getting done? Is this what it's all about? Um, and, and we need to be able to be aware of that because that is what our salah is all about and salah has we've confirmed it it is the most important ibadah in our life in the fact that it is that thing that they whereby allah gives quality to the rest of our life the rest of our life whether it's my my family life or whether my, my business life depends 
completely on my type of ibadah and my relationship that I have between myself and my Lord Allah. And thus is Salah such an important ibadah and thus it's going to be considered with all the it has with it. We then went into what we call the prerequisites of Salah and there we went into all the issues of Tahara just like light is mentioning to us the Istinja, the Wudu, the Tayammum, the the ghusl um, and and all those things to do with cleansing the type of cleansing that we need to have then we went into the time management the awqat of salah that needs to go we then went thereafter into the sense that salah speaks about the sense of discipline in the life of the muslim and everything has got structure format of the highest level if only we can come to recognize that you do not do what you want to do like you want to do you cannot in, you cannot make a ruku before a sujood you cannot make a oh, sujood before a ruku and you cannot make it upside down just as you want you cannot do what you want to do you've got to go into a sense of what we call a disciplined structure that you follow and you see yourself as a follower to do what must be done and something and somebody is giving you a command above you you have a leader and you are a follower you need to see this you need to because this is all part of that one makes up salah without that you do not understand salah and if you don't understand what you're doing are you doing salah are you and i'm making salah when we don't even know what we're doing and why we're doing it it's all about what we're doing and why we're doing it. It is that is what Salah is. It's not an up and down and kiss the ground. It's not a monkey see, monkey do. No. It's an ibadah watch that you know what you're doing. It has a purpose and you are focused in making that purpose valuable. Yes, we understand that you might not understand every word you say. But you need to have the understanding of what is my ruku, what is my atidal, what is my sujood, what am I doing here, why am I doing, or am I just really monkey see, monkey do? That is not what Allah wants for us. That is not the purpose of salah. You are then not making salah. You are then probably making some bayang, yes. And then we need to ask Allah, Yawm Al-Qiyamah, What's going to happen if we've only made Sumbayang and we haven't made Salah? May Allah forgive us. May Allah pardon us. May Allah grant us understanding and realization that we are, we are a special people with a special deen that's so valuable, so great. If only we go in there. It doesn't take a lot. We just need to want to go in there and understand what is it all about and then try to implement that so that it can become meaningful and so that it can have effect and so that it can pass over from our generation to the next generations and so we see that our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has told us it is not only a physical ibadah it has both physicality and spirituality to it so it's physical and spiritual collected together it consists of zikr and dua it needs to be a matter that's continuous it needs to be with total precision and we said 
the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to us, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli. See that we perform our salah in the manner that you see me, your messenger, show you how the salah must be done, that you follow his form of salah in total precision. So there must be precision, otherwise there is no salah. And there must be that sense of being aware of what you do. Like the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to the Sahabi, go back and perform your salah over for what you did is not salah. The Nabi could say that to that Sahabi in the presence of all, all the others. I wonder what would he have said for, about my salah and your salah. May Allah pardon us all. May Allah grant us insight. May Allah grant us to realize who and where we are so that we can actually get to where we ought to be and should be and strive to go there to the best of our ability and fulfill what must be done so that Allah can benefit us in our dunya and in our akhirah. Alhamdulillah. That brought us to the end of the second pillar, which consists of what we call the salah. Within today, inshallah, hereby wish to open up under the third pillar, is the pillar. The third pillar, obviously, is zakah. Now, in the third pillar of zakah, there's many places we need to understand this topic of topic of zakah. I I need to just show a certain aspect. Remember, I said the the the, the first pillar is a short-term pillar. The second pillar is also known to be a short-term pillar. It's something that you need to do continuous and every day. It follows on to one another and it builds the rest of the other. It gives quality to the rest of the things. Remember, the long-term process is going to come, but the short-term ones must be in place. And if they are in place well, it gives quality to the medium-term ones and it develops the, 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 the medium-term to be qualitative, to be able to bring about a positive one for the for the uh, um, long-term process. May Allah grant khair and barakah. We're coming there, we're coming to understand what the long-term process is, but that's only after understanding what the medium terms are. We are now touching what the scholars are saying. We're dealing with something that is zakah. And this issue of zakah is known to be something which Allah Ta'ala in the Holy Quran connects with salah. the scholars are saying whenever you deal with the issue of zakah, we say they say that Allah connects the salah, the salah and zakah together. So Allah wants to say they are all part of the pillars that must be carried out, and this pillar must be worked on by everybody who calls himself a Muslim zakah. Now, I I, I just want to let us understand a misconception that has been so common amongst us when we say. Zakah is all about finances. No, if I'm a poor person, I don't need to give zakah. No, 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 no. It's a total misunderstanding. Allah Ta'ala in Allah's creation has made nobody to be a poor person continuously in his life. And we said, when anything is made a fart upon us, we need to understand the knowledge thereof, so that the time when Allah grants us the implementation, we have got the skill and the ability to implement it. Is it not so? Obviously. So obviously, if Allah's ruling and law is, nobody will be a poor person for his total life. And nobody will be a rich man for his total life. We need to understand how the process is. So sometimes when Allah is going to grant you, you're going to have, but zakah needs to be given. The issue about zakah, Allah tells us, 
I would want to be able to ask our listeners to be able to go and check in Surah number 9, which is called Surah Tawbah, verse number 60. In there, Allah tells us who are those people that is deserving of our zakah, who must be given zakah to. Right? Our scholars speak to us and they say to us, it starts off with a situation of understanding for us to be able to give zakah, which is a necessity on a part on each and everybody. Nobody is exempted. Nobody, absolutely nobody can say, I mustn't give zakah. There's nobody, absolutely nobody. The issue of understanding the concept speaks about the type of heart that I need to have. The type of heart that I need to have. A heart of having being a person who cares for others. A heart that wants to give. A heart that wants to share. Oh, a heart that considers that process that there is always people weaker than me. People with less than what I have. So nobody sees himself as a poor person. No, he sees himself as absolutely rich no matter how little he has. He sees himself as I am extremely rich. I have excessive amount. There's always people much more poorer than me. And what do I have that Allah has given me that I can share with others? Every Muslim is supposed to have that in his heart. It's a heart of caring, a heart of compassion, a heart of love, a heart of wanting to give and to share and wanting to see that others grow and feel whatever has been given to me, I must be able to share with others. That is where zakah comes from. And recognizing the fact that it deals with that issue that Allah has given me and whatever comes from Allah, it's not mine. Zakah, it's to do with wealth, but it's not mine. I'm fortunate for what I have. I'm absolutely fortunate for what Allah has given me. I must be thankful. And how do I show Allah that I'm thankful and that I appreciate the, the fortune? Is by sharing it with others. For only when I share it with others, it means I have not wasted it on myself. I've now given it value and quality by having to share it with others. And Allah gives me a great reward in the Akhirah for the fact that what I've taken from Allah or received from Allah, I've now given it and shared it with others. I haven't just used it on myself and my own. May Allah grant us khair and barakah, inshallah. I mean, that there, the voice of Sheikh Ibrahim Abrams in our program Adrasa on, of course, the Hajj edition, giving us a broad concept of the subject matter being zakah. Now, Sheikh is going to be continuing as to where Sheikh stopped, Sheikh Tafato. We spoke and we said that this thing, this matter of zakah speaks about an income. So it's all about what I achieve and acquire and how do I go about to earn something. So Islam says to us, nobody can say I cannot earn. We need to go out there and see what we can earn. And everybody, some well, Allah gives a lot and some of them Allah gives little. The rizik comes from Allah, but we need to go out there to earn. And nobody has got a specific job and you can only do that job. No, 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 no. You can do a hundred thousand things to earn. It's all about earning. It's not because of a job description. I'm a professor, so I can only do that. As a professor, you can wash your cars. You can clean the garden. There's so millions of other things that you can do. It's not I've got a job description because of my, my secular status or my degree. Oh no, it's nothing to do with that. It's all about am I earning? And what I earn 
is it halal or is it haram? Do I do the right thing or do I do the wrong thing? Then zakah is of what I've earned. How do I use the earning to see that I make use of it and recognize that earning does not belong to me. It's from Allah and it belongs to Allah. It's from Allah, we said. That belong that comes that what comes to me it's from Allah and it only belongs to Allah not a single cent that anybody have not the billionaires not a single cent of what he has belongs to him it all belongs to Allah he was given it to look after and to share it with that which is Allah's people he's supposed to yes we do know that people in life today are all very stingy has got this great uh, a sense of uh, uh, keeping everything for themselves um, don't want to share with others but that's them we need to recognize are we there in what's been given to us because the rich man has been tested with Allah by Allah with the riches that he has he's been tested by Allah and so the poor man has been tested by Allah with the poverty that he has and everybody's been tested and you and I don't need to look at anybody other. We need to look at ourselves. Islam says to us, look at yourself. Look at yours. Understand the message and see where you... Don't say yes, but other people. No, no, no. No buts and no ands. No other people. Think of your own self and your own family and those around you. Start to work on your own selves and see that you become real Muslims. And that you bring about true Islam within yourself. And in the way you understand your message, your deen. May Allah grant us to understand Islam. We have the unfortunate love because of Satanism when Shaitan destroys our mind and wants us to look at other people. Yeah, Madian and Yamada. It's none of our business, anybody else's concern. What they do, Allah is going to keep them responsible for their life. Islam, when it comes to zakah, has got to do the test that Allah has given me. If Allah has given me riches, He expects of me, He commands me, He compels me, He forces me, and I must share. And if He's given me positivity, He hasn't given me, I mean, if He's given me a, a sense of, of, of poverty, then the poverty is not in totality. Certain things is given me less of, but certain things is given me more. And whatever is given me more than others, I must be able to see that that becomes part of my sharing, my com my love and compassion. And I want to see that I share that and give that to others. And I want to see people and develop and grow with what Allah has given to me, I must be able to share with others. May Allah open the path. And we the Muslim Ummah come to realize how far away we are from true Islam. How distant we are. And may Allah grant us the sense of coming to realize that we become to love this deen and come to want to see that we need to be the people. And we've been given the responsibility to bring this deen back to the Islam, to the real Islam. And we have the responsibility Responsibility to see that true Islam comes back, that zakah becomes a reality, and that zakah becomes that means that we live by by spreading through both the processes of care and love and compassion of what Allah has put into the subject matter of the zakah for this ummah. This afternoon, giving us the Hajj edition as well as a broad spectrum and concept of zakah. For now, Sheikh is going to be continuing on where Sheikh stopped just before the ad break. Sheikh Tafatal.
Shukran for that one, Yasmina. Well, I just want to take back the people's minds. We're not dealing on the subject matter of zakah. We're dealing with the pillars of Islam. Um, to let us understand, the last pillar is hajj. And it's highly impossible that anybody can go for hajj or do the hajj if the other pillars is not intact, in place, been seen to and dealt with, understood, lived by, and then strive thereafter with the understanding of Hajj to be able to see that Hajj must be done. That is the only way. Some people are under the impression you can go do Hajj even if you don't make Salah, even if you don't give Zakah. If we, no, 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 there is no such a thing. All the other pillars must be, there are five pillars. It's the last pillar, the Hajj, and the other pillars must be totally in place and must be implemented and carried out. So nobody goes and wants to perform Hajj and wants to go out there of give, doesn't give zakah, of zakah is not part of their life. No, no, no. That makes me not a Muslim. I must consider something else in the sight of Allah. May Allah protect. The matter is serious. The matter must be understood. The matter must be recognized this is what Allah wants. Those are not salah is itzi what you do not say, zakah is what you do not say, puasa don't you be a year, and hajj. No, 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 no. They are all connected, together as one called Islam. And that makes me Muslim, right? And thus, in the words of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he responded to the question of Jibreel, inform me about Islam. He said, Islam, the thing Islam that makes everybody Muslim, has got five factors. It all five intertwined in with one another makes the person a Muslim. May Allah grant us to be Muslimin, right? So we're busy on this issue of zakah. And allow me to share with, share with you a verse of Allah or a portion of a verse of Allah in the Holy Quran. When Allah tells, tells try to inform us about the wealth that Allah gives us. Allah says to us, a part of our life as Muslims, we need to have that heart where we can give. Allah says, ala You need to give of the wealth that I've given you, of your possession that you have. You need to share of that possession because of the love for that possession. Because you have an intense love for your, you have an intense love and wish and a greed that you want, you want it for yourself. Because of that greed, that intense feeling of love for it, you must be able to give of that. Subhanak. Then Allah describes who are the people that needs to be given to. And, and Allah carries on. Subhanak la hawla wa la billah. So, so we see Allah mentions to us these things in the Holy Quran, telling us how important it is that part of our understanding of that heart to give, to share, must become a norm. There's a few other aspects of a necessity of understanding zakah that must be understood when we deal with the subject matter of zakah. And that is, zakah tells us through it that we come to recognize the seriousness and the status and position of the person that is called my family members or my relatives. Through zakah, through zakah, I come to recognize who is my relatives. Because relatives has got responsibility. Relatives makes people my dependents. 
And if you are a relative of mine, you some of them relatives which are dependents of a very strong nature and some dependents of a lesser nature. And the relatives tells me who is that relative, to whom, because of that strength of their status and as a relative of mine, I cannot and may never ever share with them zakah. I cannot take from them and I cannot give them zakah. Because zakah tells me who my relatives are and zakah tells me when can I give and who can't I give. Subhanak. And through zakah I come to recognize others is relatives of mine. They are distant relatives. They are then worthy of receiving. And who else in the Muslim ummah is worthy of? And sometimes we as Muslims are of the impression if I give it to the nearest relatives of mine, I keep it amongst the family. Whilst unfortunately, my mom, it is haram for her that I give her zakah. It's haram on me that I give her zakah. The haram is on me when I give her. The haram is on her when she knows she takes from me zakah. Because zakah is not worthy on her. She is a relative, so there is a responsibility on me, which is a fart, which makes the necessity that I must, as a dependent, grant unto her what Allah has given to me of wealth. I must give to her, and I must share with her, and she must be able to take of that as a definite need. And only after what is left of I've given to my needies, those needs, then only zakah is doable, due upon me. So I need to know who my dependents are. Zakah speaks to me, say very strongly to me. You cannot understand Zakah, you cannot live with Zakah, you cannot act with Zakah unless you understand who your relatives are and the role those relatives need to play. So it's not my wife and my children only. There's a mom and there's a dad. There's brothers and there's sisters. They, 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 there's people, my uncles and my aunts, my grandparents, and all of them have a sense of responsibility that I need to be able to share with them. Islam and zakah tells me that responsibility that I need to understand there. And that responsibility tells me when is what I have a necessity that I need to give to them, and when do I say I can give to them other than zakah? I can give them zakah, or one, when can't I give them zakah the distance that they are? And so, after understanding the process of relatives and the position as who is dependent and who who are those people that becomes a necessity for me, the status and the role, uh, the status that they are uh, as to nearness to me and distance to me, my gives me the position of understanding who can I give to in zakah and who can't I give to in zakah and then the other important issue that zakah speaks to us about is the issue of understanding what is needs and what is wants excellent we are going to be speaking sheikh is going to be continuing as to where sheikh stopped sheikh i hand you over the fatal shukran jazakallah khair for the yasmina ended off with a wording by saying that when we speak about zakah we need to come to understand certain things of those understandings we need to look at the issue of needs and wants. What do we mean by needs and wants? We need, we understand by the word needs is what is the needs that I have that I need to use the wealth that Allah has given me to be able to feed my needs with. And I also need to understand what is the wants 
that Allah has given me wealth of and I use that money, that wealth of Allah that Allah has given to me and I use it to feed my wants and not my needs. So really what is the difference between the two? What is the difference between needs and wants? A need is something that I cannot without. I must have. A want is something that I don't need but I want it. I say I want it. I must have it. I cannot live without it because I want it. Not because I need it. I don't need a cell phone. I don't need a second cell phone. I don't need more cell phones. I don't need the, the, the better level. I, those are not needs. That's wants. That is greeds and wants. And wants and greeds are the same. Needs are what do I need to feed myself with that I cannot without, to clothe myself with that I cannot without, to see that is my basic needs that I need to have, that I cannot without. So yes, I can use petal money as a need and I can use petal money as a want. And I can use airphone, airtime as a need and I can use airtime as a want. Because I use it for wastage. To do nonsensical things or to do wrong things or to do or to waste my time on the air or speak to somebody else. Those are all wants and greeds. And I'm going to be kept responsible by Allah for that. But if I need to be able to make a free phone call because it's a need, then for that, that is a life now served a need of mine. And we need to understand when it comes to zakah, it wants to say to us, whatever is left of your wealth after your needs, and after the needs of your family, and those people that is part of your responsibility and your dependence as needs. And you've seen to their needs, and their needs has been seen to the rest as once. You don't need to go there. Then you need to see how you handle the monies that Allah has given to you, and whether you have the ability to be able to share that with others. Or is there means and ways that you actually deal with that? In today's life, everything's, everything in our life surrounds and the world has made it, the satanic world has made it so much that we have a sense of love for greed and greed for wanting things. Hope dunya, love the dunya and the things in the dunya. Chis and dangachis and we'll die chis and dangachis will spy geld op spandeer and then we'll see that is a need. It's no need. It's absolutely no need. And if we look at that, we say to yourself, Yo, how much money isn't there that goes through my hands that is not a need? That is a want, an agreed. Whilst there's many others out there who doesn't even have a single cent, doesn't stay in a house, doesn't have a piece of bread to eat, doesn't have a warm blanket to cover themselves. And I'm only feeding my needs here. Don't I have a feeling? Subhanak la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And this is what zakah wants to tell us. That the, the issue of zakah speaks very, very clear, very loud. Very, very loud it speaks about understanding your needs and understanding your greeds, your wants.
And if we don't understand that, then unfortunately we're going to get lost in a world of greeds and, 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 greeds and, 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 and wants. And we sometimes surpass the process of our, our needs. In today's life, we've now almost enforced the processes of wants and greeds to call them needs. If others can walk to the school, must you have a car? Now, if they can walk to the school, and they must walk to the school, is it a need that you must have a car for the, to go to the school? Or is it a want? We need to understand this. And this is what Zakar wants us to understand. What do I use for my needs? And precisely what is my needs? And what do of that which Allah has given me, do I then pump into my grease? And I say the satanic world, the secular world only wants me to be in love with greeds. And wants to put a, my standard of living is to my greeds and my, not my needs. May Allah protect. May Allah grant us insight. And so the sooner I can have of a, of a better uh, salary bracket, then I want to go to the shop and, and, and go and buy more things uh, there, and I can now afford goma, goma, and I now can afford this, that, and the other. I cannot afford it because it's not a need. I don't need it. Goma, goma is not a need. It's a want, it's a greed. Wow, but others don't even have anything. They don't even have a slice of bread. They don't even have a house to stay. They don't even have a, a blanket to cover themselves. So the issue of understanding needs and wants is a very, very important issue for all of us in our life. Definitely indeed, Sheikh, speaking about the distinguishing between what our needs are and what our wants are as well as in the subject matter. Now, to broaden perspective and concept of Zakah, of course, being the Hajj edition of Madrasa on A. Sheikh is going to be continuing on that matter, inshallah. Sheikh Tafatno. Shukran Jazakallah for that, Auntie Yasmina. Alhamdulillah, uh, as, as Auntie Yasmina has just mentioned there, just before the break we spoke about the issue and the importance of needs and wants in our life. Um, and it, it makes us clearly understand that Allah wants us, the Muslim Ummah, to be a people to be absolutely considerate of everything we do. And to be considerate of it, when it comes to zakah, it's all about knowing that the wealth does not belong to me, it belongs to Allah. And it's about the fact that I go out there to earn with the might and power Allah gives me, with the knowledge and ability Allah gives me, with the health and the wealth that Allah gives me. And I earn, and it's not mine, it belongs to Allah, it comes from Allah. And Allah commands and Allah guides me as to how should I share this with others. And if I have the heart to do that, may Allah grant me to be able to then give and share with others. But also to come to understand who is those dependents of mine. Who are those relatives that's near to me and their status is very strong? To whom I cannot give zakah, but I must share with them whatever Allah has granted me as in, 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 in rizq. And only after that can I give to those further ones in relatives. I can give to them a zakah and sadaqah. And I need to be able to give, to, to, to take the responsibility to share the processes of that relationship that I need to keep amongst the family, I need to understand what is my needs 
and then live with those needs and see that that needs becomes mine and I fulfill those needs. God is there to be able to feed those needs instead of having to be able to feed my wants. And that brings me to the status where I now fulfill a process or a level of zakah and sadaqah but then also grow to the extent to benefit the rest of the Muslim Ummah and see how can I benefit myself and to benefit others and how can I have and work towards what I need for the sake of having to be able to see that I feed there wherever Allah is going to need me or need others in my life. And it's Allah's decree that everybody is going to have a family or family members that's going to be wealthy and everybody's going to have family members that's going to be tested by Allah in poverty. But Allah's going to keep the ones that's wealthy responsible for those whom Allah has given the ones whom Allah has given little. Your duty because you have a lot is not to question No, no, no. Your duty, the one that Allah has given your test is now this is where the sad thing is that we almost believe that we and because we think it's ours we can do what we want to and we now can say we only feed our wants. May Allah protect and grant us to come back to the true sense of Islam and recognize that Zakah speaks about the process of understanding our needs and differentiating between our needs and our wants and actually see that our wants doesn't take the control, doesn't bring the sat Satan, Satanism into us doesn't bring the love for dunya but see that we actually fulfill whatever is our needs Alhamdulillah may Allah grant khair and barakah I've just been reminded that our time is rushing and uh, just the reminder of the fact that remember on the 15th and the 16th we're having this excursion and this excursion is all about the spirituality and physicality that they need to be in our life for all of us more so are we inviting those people who intend to go for Hajj this year then wants to be able to bring value and quality of this, this Ibadah of the Hajj saying them we have a, a, a package of an excursion that will run over two days a day and a half starting from after Fajr the, the 15th up till on the 16th after Dhuhr right um, the whole excursion will cost the person 200 Rand for that period of time feeding your accommodation your vehicle the, the traveling expense and your 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 food for those for those two days right so uh, only the, the 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 one thing we said we're going to feed you further on with whatever is the things that you need to bring along when the excursion is going to take place inshallah that we keep for last we need to say to you we need to all collectively be at Otri mosque inshallah um leave the be there for the Fajr Salah for those people but prior for you to be able to be in part of the the, 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 the cause you need to be able to um, make arrangements at Voice of the Cape and having them to be able to list you down as the people to pay that, that you have paid for the excursion Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen was the final dua can we recite Surah Al-Asr together Wal-Asr inna al-insana lafi husr illa al-lazina amanu wa amilu al-salihat wa tawasaw bil-haqq wa tawasaw bil-sabr wa sallallahu ala sayyidina wa maulana muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa barik wa salim walhamdulillahi subhanahu rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-musalin walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen and that of course then concludes our madrasa on A program madrasa on A oh